and uh, with the time and uh, kind of went a little long. And tonight I'm going to go hopefully uh, a lot shorter uh, than that and really kind of give you uh, some of the points I glanced over uh, this morning. Uh, and, uh, and then also, well, um, in my notes uh, here tonight, uh, when it comes to hiding the Word of God in our heart um, and the Word of God and how God uses that in our lives, um, I'm a pastor, of course, I'm to feed the flock of God, preach the Word of God, be instant in season, out of season. Um, you don't have to be a, pre- a pastor to, to preach the gospel. Uh, we all have a responsibility to preach the gospel to every creature, um, sharing the good news uh, of faith with people. Uh, and uh, um, we're supposed to, with our theme last year, uh, we're to provoke one another unto love and good works. Uh, I think some people take that as just to provoke, uh, and uh, we had a little bit of that uh, from the theme, uh, but uh, we, um, we learn Scripture, uh, we study it because we're obeying, we want to, we desire it, you should if you're a saved uh, person, uh, want to be in the Bible and love the Bible, and uh, the Bible says a lot about how we should value it, it's more precious than, um, than rubies and, and on and on, we should desire it more than uh, our necessary food. Uh, and he, God gives us many ways to measure uh, whether we love the Word of God or not. Um, but we're to take the Word of God and to, to edify and build each other up. So when we provoke unto love and good works and we take the Bible, we, we share that with people uh, and uh, to try to encourage them, uh, to help them as we pray for them, to bear their burdens, uh, to sometimes to remind, instruct, some, rebuke, uh, to reprove, uh, exhort, uh, all of those things. In April, uh, I am, at, so at the end of this message, I'll give you a, kind of a list of things, um, in part that I'm going to give uh, national pastors uh, in um, uh, Ghana. Um, I'm going to do a 21, um, I guess, lessons on Christian counseling, all right, uh, with the people uh, over there. And so, um, um, obviously, um, our culture is different than Ghana. Uh, we are the same, we're human beings, uh, and, uh, and so we have the same types of um, uh, temptations and struggles, and people struggle with their marriages in Uganda, uh, just like they would here in America, uh, but the culture is different. So I don't know the culture, uh, so I can't go in there really. I'll get some kind of heads up uh, from uh, Brother Ruckman about maybe particular topics, uh, that they struggle with in their culture, and that'll get worked into uh, that. But if I'm helping national pastors uh, to learn how to counsel, um, I'm going to give them stuff like I'm going to give you uh, tonight uh, because we have to, we have to um, just saturate ourselves uh, with the Word of God. Uh, and when we do that, we're able then, uh, and you might not even do it like verbatim. Uh, you might say, it says in the Bible, and you might, you might even paraphrase it, um, but you know what's in there? The Holy Spirit uh, will give you um, words from His words. Um, when, I, when I ask, if I ask you the question, I'm going to ask you right now, um, who wrote the Bible? God did. Uh, in particular, what part of the Godhead? The Holy Spirit. So what we believe doctrinally, theologically, is that the Word of God was inspired uh, by the Holy Spirit we believe in verbal plenary inspiration. That's, the book is God-breathed. The Holy Spirit breathed um, inspiration into the Apostle Paul 
to write the book of Ephesians, Colossians, other things. So the Holy Spirit um, wrote, uh, in essence, um, the scriptures. So when we read our text and give a little bit of clarity, uh, maybe another layer of that, uh, and for sake of time not to, to get into it, but when we say we're filled with the Spirit by letting the Word of God dwell in us richly, uh, we're doing that because the Holy Spirit, He, he wrote the Bible. And so if I want to, to know His heart and what I'm to do, I go to the Scriptures. That's, that's God's revelation of Himself to man, the Word of God, but it's written by the Holy Spirit through men. And we know that all the different authors over the uh, 1,600 years, uh, what we have in the inspired Word of God. And by the way, you have in your hand uh, a preserved copy uh, of, uh, of that. And so when Baptist preachers say we have in our hand, in our King James Bible, uh, the inspired, preserved, infallible Word of God, uh, we're not saying that it's doubly inspired, but when, and when God inspires, He also promised to preserve it. And so I have 100% confidence that what I have in my hand uh, is the inspired. And when I say that, people go, well, did God, God breathe to the, the King James translators? No, 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 no. Um, he preserved it. And so when I say I have um, a, a book without error, I believe that with all my heart. Uh, and uh, this is the Holy. So if I want to be filled with the Spirit, um, I'm, I'm not going to go to Benny Hinn uh, and have him breathe fire on me. Uh, I'm going to go to the Bible. That's how you get filled with the Spirit. And uh, we, we mystify it. We say we ask God, and we do. We can ask Him to fill us. We, we need to be vessels that God can fill. Uh, but, um, but you don't just like, okay, fill me, and then just sit there and just wait for warm, fuzzy feelings <laughs> to come over you. Uh, it's, it's not manifested in some type of a sign gift. Uh, it is, uh, it's to go to the Bible uh, and read and meditate, and they'll give you that list here in the end. Let's read our two text verses from this morning real quick. <coughs> Ephesians 5, verse 18 and 19. The Bible says, And be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Colossians 3.16 says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. So as we sang uh, corporate worship a little while ago, uh, the hymns, like uh, the last one, I love to tell the story. We'll use that as an example. Uh, in uh, song number 145, you can look at that uh, if you want to, but we have the verses that are there, and it has... Um, a refrain at the end, uh, or um, and it's so it, by definition, psalms, hymns, spiritual songs. Uh, we know that a hymn uh, is uh, typically uh, is written. It's about God uh, without uh, refrain and without chorus. And so, what we had in "I Love to Tell the Story" would be a spiritual song uh, because it has uh, that there to help uh, the repetitive thing. Like we need to speak this to people uh, and tell the story uh, of Jesus. Um, but not every song that has Christian lyrics is a spiritual song. Uh, in order for it to be a spiritual song, it needs to be scriptural. And to not get into it, there's a lot about syncopation and all that kind of stuff and, uh, and, uh, and meter we talked about briefly this morning. Uh, but you can't just put Christian lyrics to ungodly music because uh, music itself is not amoral. Um, music does things. 
Uh, you know, if you want, you want to digest your food better, you don't listen to heavy metal music. <laughs> uh, you listen to classical music, and, uh, and, uh, and somehow your intestines hear that, and, uh, and, uh, and you, can, and, and di- you know, you can digest your food better or whatever. Um, you know, if you go to the gym and work out, you don't listen to classical music. Um, so we all know, uh, and you have probably playlists uh, in today's uh, day and time uh, that are specifically for specific things that you would do. Uh, you, of course, obviously need to, as a Christian, make sure that what you're listening to uh, is the right kind of music. Uh, but music uh, and uh, instruments and all that stuff, it's not, uh, you can't just slap Christian lyrics on it and make it a spiritual song. It's all of it. Uh, it's all of it combined, uh, and in order for it to be spiritual, it needs to be scriptural. So uh, when somebody uh, is, uh, if there's a song and, it's, uh, and there's, there's false doctrine in it or error, um, then we shouldn't use it in our corporate worship. Uh, and, um, and, and so uh, those distinctions and things will be made. But it says, be filled with the Spirit, uh, and these are parallel verses, and as we looked at them this morning, we know um, that the, the command, be filled with the Spirit and let the, uh, the Word of God dwell in you richly, um, that's, that's, God's talking about the same, the same things. And uh, so we know uh, from that uh, that a way to be filled with the Spirit is to be in the Word of God uh, and reading it, studying it, memorizing it, uh, etc. So what does the filling uh, by the Spirit uh, and the word, what is it, you know, um, what is the implication that God is making here? Uh, and, and by the way, we have a verse in Ephesians 5 uh, that, that too many Christians will use as a proof text to justify social drinking. Um, but it's not what it's about at all. Uh, and, uh, but if you want to make the Bible say something about anything, you can do that. Um, and it's, it's not very hard. Uh, but uh, what God is teaching us is the importance of singing and worship that is there. So if we want to be wise uh, and controlled by the Holy Spirit, which should be the desire of every Christian, we will do everything that we can to, um, uh, to ingest the Word of God. Um, and because uh, to, the, to the degree that we, that we know and understand the Word of God, um, uh, then we're controlled by the Holy Spirit to that degree. When someone tells me, they're like, they're like a brand new Christian, right? They, they got saved, they're born again, they trust Christ as their Savior, and they don't know a lick of the Bible. It's all brand new to them. Um, they're reading it for the very first time, perhaps. And, uh, and so um, as they pray, uh, and as they want to serve, most, most new Christians... And you were probably this way too. When you got saved, you want everybody to get saved. And, and you're like, oh, I need to go tell this person. I need to that or whatever. And you're excited and you're on fire about it, about it, but you have no filling. You have the indwelling of the Spirit, but you don't have the scriptural um, understanding perhaps to be effective uh, as a uh, discipler or whatever. Uh, and uh, they've got all of the zeal, uh, but, but none of the knowledge. Um, there are, on the opposite side of that, Christians who've been saved for decades who have all the knowledge and no zeal to reach people with the Word of God. Uh, and, uh, but we are, um, it's, it's almost 
um, commensurate. It's like we're filled as much as we're, the more we're in the scripture, the more we're filled with the spirit of God is the implication that these verses are making. Uh, the Bible is not one more thing that we're supposed to just fit into our life, into our schedule. It should be central to our lives. Uh, and really, uh, Sam laid it on thick or whatever, but I think everybody should shine up, sign up for the 90-day Bible reading program. You say, it's too hard, I don't have the time. I just, I just know that's not true. Uh, we all have time, and um, we just got to shut the TV off, uh, get up early uh, in the morning if we need to, stay up later. Um, we, we do what we want to do, uh, and I believe that you can all find time uh, to, uh, uh, to read the Bible. Uh, and, and by the way, if, you're, if you have a devotional life and you're in the Scriptures reading it, it, it shouldn't be just five minutes here. Hopefully you're spending some time. And so to go to uh, you know, whatever your devotional time is to the time it would take, to read through the Bible in 90 days shouldn't be that big of a jump uh, in the course of, of what you would normally do. And, uh, and so everybody go sign up at their church is done uh, uh, for that. Uh, that would be a good thing. So the filling of the Spirit, what does it do? Uh, and so let's go to the, the Scripture in Colossians and focus right there uh, for this list of things uh, that I want to touch on briefly here in a minute. The first thing, when we read this passage in verses 16 and, and, and 17, let me read that. It says, And whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God uh, and the Father by Him. And by the way, um, because God commands us to be filled with the Spirit of God, um, we know that it's an active thing that we do and there's a way to do it because He's commanding us to do it. Um, and and when, we, when we understand that we can go to the Word of God and we're filled with the Spirit of God by being in the Word of God, um, that's, God never tells us to do something that we can't do. And, and so, so it's our response. You say, well, I'm not filled with the Spirit of God. Get filled with the Spirit of God. And it isn't like, again, it's not magic and it's not mysticism. It's, it's nothing like that. Um, it, we want the, we, we, God's given us the power through the Holy Spirit, to become the sons of God. Uh, God has charged us uh, with many things that we're supposed to do, and it's to be done in the Spirit. So if we're to pray uh, in the Spirit, you can't, you can't pray in the Spirit and not be in the Bible. Um, if, if, if you talk to God uh, and you say, God, gimme, gimme, whatever your lists are, but God speaks to us through His Word. So we've got to get in there. So the Bible... And in fill, being filled with the Spirit gives us wisdom uh, and the knowledge to, to disciple uh, and to help uh, other people. Um, and everybody needs that. Uh, we, we need to constantly be growing and learning ourselves, and we're never done doing that. Um, but, but we have to, uh, um, a couple, well, I guess about two years ago now, I had a pastor, uh, quickly, he called me, and he's like, I need you um, I've got this, these people in our church, and there's a situation, there was abuse, etc. And, uh, and he asked if I would counsel uh, these people. And I'm like, why don't you do it? And he's like, well, I just don't, I'm not, I don't feel qualified um, to do it. I said, get qualified. Um, read a book, <laughs> you know, uh, watch a YouTube video. Um, do something, equip yourself so that you're able to minister uh, to your people. Of course, he, uh, I, you know, he's like, I is a, and so I ended up doing it. And, uh, but it's sad to me um, that we won't put in the effort. Um, not too long ago, I, just, I bought a stack of books uh, to read through um, to help one person in our church. 
And, uh, and so I'm, I, and, uh, I'm digging into that and, and trying to learn those things. Why? Because I need to ever be learning. Uh, and, uh, and I have a responsibility to you, but you also have a responsibility to me and to each other uh, and to learn the Word of God so that you can, uh, you can um, to talk to people and give them Scripture and, uh, and to help them. Uh, people are rebellious, not just the heathen and unsaved, uh, but Christians themselves. And, uh, and uh, we, um, uh, we don't know the Bible like we should know it. And so as we are filled with the Spirit of God, and we get into it, and we let the Word of God dwell in us richly, uh, we're able to give wisdom and knowledge to teach. It also gives us wisdom to admonish and counsel and disciple people, as I've already referenced. Uh, but um, um, we, we, have, we have, God gives us what we need in our life. God puts us or allows things or ordains things in our life uh, that we go through so that we can help others. Um, Brother Shiflet. Uh, the other day uh, had uh, said, he basically, um, kind of not tongue-in-cheek, but uh, talked about how uh, the, the older are supposed to teach the younger. Um, when it comes to our discipleship, it's, it's those who've been saved, those who have some, some years under their belt, some practical experience and wisdom that comes with all that. And again, um, you know, there are people who could be uh, very aged and, and, and not have gained wisdom and experience in life. Uh, but it's the, it's the older supposed to teach the younger. But we have the younger uh, in a lot of times are uh, trying to teach the older or at least tell them what they're doing is wrong. Uh, and uh, we all should be able to learn. And you can learn from people who are, uh, who are younger than you are. Uh, but, uh, but we have to be in the Bible and God helps us along the way. God, Whatever you're going through, God may be allowing you to go through that so that you can help uh, somebody else. We teach and admonish through the music uh, as we sing uh, hymns. Uh, we are God's helping us. We're worshiping Him. There's a personal aspect, but there's also a corporate aspect that we do. Singing those psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, uh, we learn through that wisdom to admonish, counsel, and disciple uh, uh, people that God has placed in our life. Um, and, uh, and by the way, only the Spirit of God can change them. Only the Spirit of God can change you. Uh, and, uh, but God, um, we say the, the Spirit of God gives us the understanding when we read the Bible, because He wrote it. Uh, and, uh, and He speaks to us through uh, His Word. It'll give you wisdom. It'll give you wisdom to worship properly. You get in the Bible, uh, and uh, you learn of Him, you study, uh, and, uh, and it will help you uh, with not only your life and the things that you do, but it will give you um, uh, uh, the ability to worship God uh, in a way that is acceptable to Him. Not all worship is acceptable to God. Not everything that we offer to God um, by way of worship uh, is something that, that He will receive. Uh, and in how we, how we know of a song uh, is a spiritual song is because we know the Bible. Uh, and uh, so, you know, uh, what was, there was this one song, uh, give me just a second. Um, uh, it was about um, the grace of God, and it escapes me right now, uh, but the way that the song was sung is so totally ungodly. Um, but it was one of the most popular Christian uh, songs uh, of the last however many years. And, um, but the, the minute I heard it, and by the way, I, I was watching before service uh, the live stream of another church, uh, Independent Baptist Church, and they, were, they sang this song, and I thought, that is terrible. And it's so unscriptural, 
and then they doubled down on it, and the pastor had the church sing it again. And, and, and spoke about the wonderful doctrine uh, that was contained in this song. I'll remember it by the end of the, of the service time, and I'll, I'll tell you what, what song it was. Uh, but in order for it to be a spiritual song, it needs to be scriptural. The way that you're going to know if it is, is by being in the Word of God. And you can hear the lyrics and go, nope, that's a no, the no on that song. Uh, because, because it doesn't line up with the Bible. And, uh, but so many songs, they might, again, it's cliche or whatever, they might, they're, they're talking about God, but you can't tell. Uh, because of the way the words are. They could be talking about their boyfriend or, uh, or whatever, and it's just, there's a lot of things that go into it, but one way to, to help discern whether it's uh, the right kind of music uh, is by being in the Word of God. It gives you the wisdom to be able to discern that. It gives us the wisdom uh, in order to be thankful. Uh, and um, uh, when, we, when, we, um, when we read the Word of God uh, and uh, we, um, we see the world and we line up the events and the things that are going on in the world with the Word of God, and it helps us to be able to be thankful for the presence of God, for His control, uh, His God. We know, we read the book, we know um, how it all ends, and that gives us comfort uh, and hope. Uh, and we complain about a lot of things, but uh, reading the Word uh, and singing um, songs of the Word, uh, it simulates gratitude. So like when we're thinking about uh, loving to tell the story or joy unspeakable and full of glory. Uh, and um, um, uh, it's hard, it's, it's almost, when we sing that and we can't smile, we say it's joy unspeakable and full of glory. I mean, what is that? That's, that would be like super happy. That's, that's a smile on your face. Uh, and it's, it's a joy that you can't even put to words. But how do we sing it? And you say, well, I just can't fake it. Fair enough. Um, get, get to the point where you can sing it genuinely. And how do you do that? You go to the Bible. And, and you read about the goodness of God and who He is and uh, the sovereignty of God and His, uh, his providence. And, uh, and uh, I had a pastor friend that's over in uh, uh, Holy Lands right now, and uh, he had sent a picture uh, of um, Pepsi. And uh, he said, Jehovah Jireh uh, came through. Because he's over in a place where, you know, everything's foreign and different, whatever. But, that, but you see that, that logo uh, and whatever. So he's like, Jehovah Jireh, the, the, the Lord provides. And you say, well, that's just silly. No, that's, that's a Christian who can be joyful and be blessed and be thankful um, for, for the little things in life. And when you're thankful for all the little things, uh, the bigger things, it's a little bit easier. We, uh, we know what big things got, that we are thankful for in our life, but God's so good to us in many, in many other ways. And so uh, being in the Word of God and letting the Word of God dwell in you richly, being filled with the Spirit by being in the Word of God helps us to be thankful. And then last, it helps us to give Him glory and to live for Him. Verse 17, And whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God, and the Father uh, by Him. Um, only one thing uh, in our life uh, really matters when it all comes down to it, and that's living for God's glory. Um, uh, the everything, the relationships we have, our marriages, by, for example, where uh, our walk with God takes on flesh, it's a, it's an example. And let me. I'm just going to throw this out there because I'm tired of seeing it. Um, there's um, you need to honor God uh, in all the ways that we should honor God um, at your weddings. Uh, in, in your life, on Facebook, Twitter, or whatever. Um, it is um, crazy 
this, this stuff that um, has been going on uh, lately and things. Is, I'm disgusted by it. And uh, so it's um, uh, vital uh, that we glorify God in all the things that we, that we do in our life, uh, on the, at, our, at workplaces, in our homes, uh, when you're on vacation. <coughs> um, God has some expectations for us. Uh, it's simple and it's clear. Um, and, uh, but we just need more Christians to go, hey, stop it. That's not right. Uh, you're embarrassing yourself and the Lord. And, uh, and so um, do better, be better. Uh, I love you, but you're out of control. And, uh, and uh, the, more people need to say that, not just me. Uh, and, uh, and so there are implications in these verses uh, that to be filled with the Spirit of God, uh, then there's, there's ways that we do. We know that we got to get in the Bible, and so the Word of God tells us to read uh, the Bible. In First Timothy, uh, we're to consider that, to study it. Second Timothy chapter number 2, uh, we're to search the Scriptures, the Bible says. Uh, in Acts chapter number 17, God gives us everything in this Bible that pertains to life and godliness. He has the answers in there for us. Uh, we're to study the Word of God, that we might be workmen uh, that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the Word of truth. Uh, in Second Timothy, Timothy, we're to meditate on the Word of God. Uh, that is uh, ruminating. It's bringing it uh, to our uh, hearts and mind, thinking about the words, um, and then memorizing that. And you can memorize. Uh, and uh, it's just, uh, you're, n- you're never too old to do that. It just gets harder. Uh, you've got to put more effort into it. Uh, but you should be memorizing the Word of God, uh, listening to the Word of God as it's preached, uh, loving it, uh, taking in the Scriptures, uh, and, uh, and so uh, I want to challenge you um, uh, to be filled with the Spirit by letting the Word of God dwell in you richly. Take the 90-day Bible reading challenge to heart uh, and get into it. You say, I just don't know if I can do it. Uh, even if you get halfway through it and, then, and, you, and you fade out, you've done quite a bit. Uh, and, uh, but I promise that if you do it, that God will bless you uh, and uh, you'll be filled and controlled by the Spirit by being in the Word of God. You tell me, um, God told me to do this, and, this you know, and the Spirit led me to do this, or the Spirit gave me peace about whatever, uh, and you're not in this book. I don't believe you. And uh, because this is, this is what you do. Uh, and uh, especially when uh, we, uh, we mess up and we're not a clean vessel and our lives are filled with sin and iniquity, um, somehow... In modern-day Christianity, all that stuff doesn't seem to matter. And, uh, and we're not living for God, but God's telling us everything, showing us everything. And, uh, but that's just not biblical Christianity. So we're going to sing uh, in 2023, um, um, scripturally, biblically, yes, um, and hopefully from the heart uh, and to Him as a congregation, practicing for when we get to heaven, because <laughs> we're all going to be doing it um, every day uh, forever. Uh, once we get there, and then we are to, um, to be filled with the Spirit through the Word of God, and, uh, and I hope you do that. Let's all stand tonight, and we're going to pray.